Portland State University's History Department presents This Week Back Then. Welcome, I'm Jeanette Butts, and today we're rewinding back to January 31st, 1960, to discuss the bombing of 10 newspaper delivery trucks used both by the Oregonian and the Oregon Journal. Now, before I get to the explosively exciting details of January 31st, let me first step back a little and drop some knowledge bombs for you. In 1950, Samuel Newhouse, a multimillionaire New Yorker, purchased the Oregonian. This didn't raise too many eyebrows as he was actively buying large publications at the time anyways. What did start to cause concern, though, was the fate of the Oregon Journal, Portland's only other daily newspaper owned by Philip Jackson. Jackson passed away in 1953, and it was three years later that his last heir, Maria Jackson, died. This left the journal to three trustees— publisher William Knight, attorney David Davies, and a U.S. Bank of Oregon executive. Although in Maria's will, she instructed her family's shares of the Oregon Journal to be given to employees, in 1959, the trustees went to court where a judge deemed the wording null and void based on the language being wishful. I'm doing air quotes here. Wishful. I'm sure Maria was turning over in her grave. The question remains, what did the trustees plan on doing with the paper? Both at the Oregonian and the Oregon Journal, about 850 employees were union members, and on Tuesday, November 10, 1959, at 5 a.m., the union employees rallied with the Stereotypers Local 49 group and stood in solidarity picketing the Oregonian at 1320 Southwest Broadway Street. The strike was called because both papers were jointly insisting on new contract terms that were, to the union members, completely unfair. The strike was to become the third longest newspaper strike in U.S. history. What Portland newspaper unions, the country, and state labor movement officers began to realize is that the strike might have been insidiously provoked. Remember that the Oregon Journal was now in the hands of three untrustworthy trustees. Well, what better excuse to sell the newspaper than a strike? In 1961, Sam Newhouse officially purchased the Oregon Journal. Journalists throughout the nation were paying attention to these Oregon newspaper wars. Edward J. Whelan, an executive officer of the Portland-based Central Labor Council, addressed the issue at a press conference. Strong evidence has been piling up that the stereotypers and other newspaper unions were deliberately pushed into this strike to help the Oregonian carry out a plot to take over the Oregon Journal. This finally leads us to the bombing. Levi McDonald was one of the stereotypers who went on strike in November, and it was he who had instigated the truck bombings. Late in the evening, on January 31, 1960, McDonald's hired men placed dynamite under 10 delivery trucks throughout Oregon City and Portland in an attempt to stall the delivery process. Fortunately, no one was hurt. But the bombing definitely did harm to the unions and those on strike. Needless to say, the Oregonian did not publish a daily paper on February 1st. Locals quickly condemned the violence, and the unions donated 1000 of the $2,000 reward that ultimately led to McDonald's arrest. It is unfortunate that some accuse the unions of inciting such violence, and I believe it ultimately took away from the important conversation here. Two weeks after the bombing, a group of discontents emerged from the chaos to form the Portland Reporter. Editors of the paper promised a concise, readable report, opposed to a propaganda weapon or a publicity medium for the strike. On April 4, 1965, the strike finally ended. The question remains... Did Newhouse really intend to instigate a strike by proposing outrageous contract demands just so he could finally have his monopoly? That is for you to decide. 
For more on this topic and others, please visit pdx.edu history. Thank you.